Hey everybody and welcome back to Ty's Tech Line. I'm your host Tyler Harrington and thank you so much for being here. I am super, super excited about the episode today and I think I say that every single week but that's because I am always excited about the guests that we have on and our guest that we have this week is none other than Davey Jones. If you don't know Davey, he makes up half of the team that is Davey and Krista and they are brand strategists and designers who specialize in, let me read it off the website, it says we help creative service-based businesses, business owners build their brands, launch their websites, and expand their reach. So Davey is a super, super smart guy. He is the king of SEO, in my opinion. And Krista, his wife, is also an amazing designer. She designed our website, and together, they are a really dynamic duo. But today, I have Davey on, and we talk about a ton of really, really great topics, including uh, SEO, what that means, why it's important, and the importance of good content. And I think that is something that's super, super relevant to the world that we live in right now. And the most important thing that we're talking about is Davey just launched his very own podcast called Brands That Book. And he and I have been kind of working on this for the last couple of months. I've been helping him with some of the technical stuff on the back end as far as the logistics of the podcast and things like that. But he has an amazing, amazing podcast that he has just started. It just launched a few days ago and he's got three episodes up right now. So if you're just listening to this after this episode's over, go on over there, subscribe to his podcast and listen to it. But it's really great. But in this conversation, we talk all about podcasting, kind of why he decided to start a podcast, his inspiration behind that, and kind of where podcasting fits into content creation and into your content marketing strategy, depending on where you are and those types of things. So like I said, Davey is a super, super smart guy. So this is a really great conversation. I think you guys are going to learn a lot about it, especially if you're interested in starting a podcast of your own, or you're seeing this trend of podcasts that are being started. Everyone seems to be starting a podcast these days, but Davey and I talk about where does a podcast kind of fit into your overall content creation strategy. Should you start a podcast? Should you not? All those types of things. So this is a great conversation with Davey. I hope you guys enjoy it. Alrighty. So today on the podcast, folks, we have Davey Jones. Davey, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? I'm going, it's going well. Thanks Dude. for having me. So Davey and I have been messing around with the idea of podcasting for what seems like a while now. It's probably been a couple months. And it we've feels been, longer than yeah, a couple it, months. It feels like it's been longer than a couple months. But that's, but, what it, that's what it takes for me. I feel like I have to really kind of uh, dip in the pool, you know? toe by toe before I get into anything. Right. I feel like I'm just cannonballing in, just <laughs> jackknifing everywhere, making a splash and you're slowly meticulously waiting to just completely overtake me and have no, way more downloads no, than me. No, no. So Davey and I have been talking about podcasting for a long time. As you guys know, I started this, this podcasting journey early 2018 in January and Davey and I both were kind of like, hey, this is something we're interested in. Davey is in the photography world, creative world, but he's not as much in the video world and things like that. So Davey came to me and was like, hey, I'm thinking about starting this podcast and I kind of want to do a YouTube channel with it. What are some things I need to know? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Davey's sort of journey into this podcasting thing. Davey's podcast is actually launching next week. Yeah. So as of the recording this podcast, it's launching uh, this coming week. This coming uh, week. And so by the time this uh, podcast airs, though, we'll be, uh, we'll be a week into it. So there right. should be so a couple episodes. We're going to go dive back. We're going to kind of dive in, just talk about podcasting in general, talk about Davey's journey into podcasting, which has been slightly different than mine. We're kind of coming at it from different perspectives and different reasons. So I think it's going to be a great conversation. But first, Davey, can you please introduce yourself, tell the people, here, who you are, what you do, and what you're all about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What I'm all about. I feel like uh, that's a tough question, but um, I'm, I'm Davey Jones, one half of the husband and wife team over at uh, DaveyandKrista.com. And we specialize in uh, branding and web design, especially for creative businesses who book clients. All right. So service-based uh, creative businesses is really our specialty. So what does that mean? So what do you guys do? I know. So Krista has a background in design. Krista actually designed our website. So if you guys look at our website and you think that that's any good, Krista made that. So she's amazing. So what, so what else do you guys do? What specifically are some things that you guys help people with? Yeah. So, I mean, the, I guess the whole goal behind what we do is helping people build a brand that books. That's, that's our tagline. And we do that through a number of different things. One, uh, custom brand and web design, uh, web, web design. Like I said, we, we really specialize in helping service-based businesses. Because one thing that people don't realize about web design, websites and brand design is that, you know, there's really no cookie cutter approach out there. And so what you're going to do for a service-based business is going to be a lot different than what you do for an e-commerce business. And it's going to be a lot different on all sorts of levels. So not only your approach in welcoming uh, visitors to your site, um, but then also how you convert those visitors. Um, and so not only on a, you know, 
uh, user experience level and, and design level, um, but also when it gets down to search engine optimization, those things look different for people who are trying to book clients as opposed to people who are doing you know, transactional e-commerce type stuff online. You know, I'd say our bread and butter is really uh, custom de uh, design and branding, um, but we also do search engine optimization. And that's kind of something I'm, I'm going to admit here, okay, that I've pushed back on the SEO thing for a long time. You know, SEO is not sexy. Okay, hold on. So people who may not know what SEO is, real quickly, just kind of back up one second. What What is SEO? Because I feel like people talk about that a lot. And I think it is important in the world we live in, people need to know about it. But it also, it's kind of a term that gets kind of just thrown around. They're like, oh, that's good for SEO. You should do it. What is SEO? What is what is that? Because Davey is an SEO master. He's the guru of the SEO. So he's the guy to ask. So tell us, what is SEO? Why is it important? Yeah. So as you just said, search engine optimization. So the idea is just making it easy for people who are looking for your service to find you online. And... Um, you know, so I won't dig into like the, the SEO specifics here, but um, just in general with SEO, I think SEO is just one of the most important things that you can learn for your business. Um, and, and really because, uh, you know, I, okay, so there's three parts to SEO, right? Go, go, um, we got time. Go into yeah, it. Tell, so lay it on. Part number one, uh, creating great content. Okay. And I, I think that this is a part, when I see people post online about wanting to outsource things like blogging and content creation, I think that's a huge mistake early on. I think if there's one skill that you need to learn in your business, it's how to create compelling uh, content for your audience. All right. You can't skip over that. And I think that's just the foundation for any business because that compelling content is what's adding value to, um, you know, that person who, you, you know, who you're trying to serve that it's adding value to their life. And so SEO, if you want to rank high in search engines, all right. The number one ranking factor, uh, according to Google, is creating compelling content, you know. And so I just think it's something that if, if you're doing SEO well, you're, you should be creating compelling content. I think SEO, the benefits of SEO go well beyond uh, just ranking high in search engines. Right. Um, but then the other two parts of uh, SEO, creating a great um, user experience. Uh, for for people, so site structure. So when somebody lands on your website, can they navigate to the pages that they're trying to find easily? And then the last part is uh, relationships. And um, what I mean is, you know, really online relationships. And so I'm talking about building a, a link profile. So the more people um, who link back to your website, generally, the better. And uh, the, the analogy I always use is just offline relationships. You know, if I'm looking for a good pizza place nearby and I say, Tyler, you know, what's your favorite pizza place? And then I go to Michael and say, you know, Michael, what's your favorite pizza place? And they're like, you got to go to the spot in Richmond. I'm going to think, wow, that, that must be a great pizza place. Everybody's telling me to go there. You know, the same thing is true about links online. If, uh, you know, if you're a wedding photographer and Style Me Pretty's linking to you and The Knot's linking to you and Martha Stewart Wedd Wedding's linking to you, Google's, Google's looking at that, that link profile and saying, oh, wow, this website must be relevant to wedding photography and then also authoritative because these websites are linking back to uh, your website. Right. And Google obviously is one of the best ways to cut through all the noise. There's so many photographers out there. There's so many websites out there that really the only way that people are going to find you most of the time is through is through Google, unless they already have heard about you from some other way, which is a whole different marketing tactic in itself. Unless they're specifically searching davianchrista.com, like they already know to go to that. If they're just looking for great web designers in Maryland or web designers for wedding photographers or whatever, that's where you want to be showing up. If someone's just Googling your name, if you don't show up, there's something yes, probably there's really something wrong. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you, you so really it's those other instances where they're just sort of generally looking for whatever. So it's a little bit of playing the mind game of Google and like the algorithm, right? And also playing a mind game with who's my clientele? Who's the person who's gonna be searching for me, potential bride in this instance? What are they gonna be searching for? And figuring out how to incorporate all those things into your website, right? And you just help people essentially make sure they have all the pieces in place. Because a lot of it is in the background too that people don't see. It's not always forward facing. Yeah, and that's the thing about um, SEO. I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, hey, if you don't, if you don't do SEO well, you're, you're never gonna build a successful business. That's not sure, true at yeah, all. I yeah, think yeah. anybody who tries to tell you that about any marketing, any specific marketing channel, like, oh, you have to be, on Instagram, you have to be on Facebook and you have to do that really, really, really well, or you're not going to have a successful business that, you know, that's a bunch of BS. I think it's a combination of a lot of things, you know, so, you know, we built our business like many others based on word of mouth, you know, but one of the reasons that I think SEO is so valuable is because I think if you take the time to do it well, to optimize your website and kind of learn, you don't have to be an expert, but just kind of learn the basics. It has such a positive impact on 
so many other aspects of your business, right? Because if you're, you know, like I said, the three parts, you know, creating great content. So if you're creating uh, great content, you're more likely to convert visitors on your website. You know, if they go and see a blog post and the work they see is amazing. All right. And it's, it's optimized for whatever screen, you know, that visitor is, is looking at uh, your work on. If you have a bunch of links back to your site, it increases the likelihood that somebody browsing on another site is going to end up back on your site. And then in addition to all of that, I mean, how many times have you got a recommendation from a friend, also ended up doing your own research, and then you ended up you know, seeing that same recommendation as one of the first results on Google? But the reason I, I dug into all this SEO stuff uh, to begin with was, uh, or the reason I even brought it up, was it, it is one of the things that we do. And we actually will go into people's site now and help them optimize some of those technical factors um, because it does get pretty technical, like going into your your website and doing some of the stuff that we do. Um, On a code level, right? I mean, you're even talking about things as far as like sure. having the header of your the actual HTML of your website, like those types of nitty gritty things that the average person isn't gonna be able to do yeah, on it, their own. And it, might, it just might not be worth their time, you know, right. to learn that. Right. Sure. Um, they should be aware of it, you know, and that's why whenever we do SEO for people, like one of the things that that I think is kind of mandatory, although I've never had anybody try to get out of it is, a, you know, an hour long sort of coaching session where we explain exactly what we did and then kind of giving people a roadmap for going forward. Because I just think it, it's important to be aware of those things, even if you're not the one actually in there fixing it. Right. So SEO is one of those things. And we we I push back on that along, uh, uh, you know, a lot because um you know, or one, it's just, you know, I don't want to be the SEO guy necessarily. That doesn't sound as sexy as being like the digital marketing guy. Right, you right, know what right. I'm saying? Sure. Um, so, you know, push back on that a little bit. And the other reason I push back on it is because uh, a, such a big part of SEO is creating great content. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who you hire to go in and do SEO for you on the, you know, and I'm talking about like the back end technical stuff, if there's not great content to optimize, right? right. So that's one of my big educational pieces to people is, hey, here's, you know, here's some, some tips for creating that compelling content. Because if you don't have that, it doesn't matter how much optimization you do. You're not going to be ranking and you're, or you're not going to be ranking for long. And the beautiful thing about these days is that content can come in so many different shapes and forms. For a long time, it was pretty much blog posts and that was kind of like the king of all content. There's lots of different types of blog posts and things like that that you could do, but that was kind of primarily what it is. But these days, uh, content comes in all shapes and forms as far as Instagram and YouTube. And now the big thing that everyone's kind of getting into is podcasting, right? Yeah. That's just another source of... SEO, it's another source of content that you're able to create, which leads me perfectly into wanting to talk to you about your podcast that you're getting ready to start. So let's talk a little bit about that. What is it called? Who's it for? What's it all about? What is the sort of gist of this podcast? And what was the inspiration behind you wanting to add this piece of content into you guys's content empire that you're creating? Great. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, I love uh, content in general. I love creating content. I love writing. Um, so blogging always came relatively natural to me. I mean, it's definitely something that I improved upon from my first blog post I ever wrote to, you know, the stuff that I've, I've written recently. But, you know, I, I think that uh, people consume content differently now. And, you know, uh, I mean, there's all sorts of statistics out there about um, what kind of content people are engaging with. And so if you're on Facebook, I think video content is something that's just doing really well right now. And so if you're in business and you know that it's more likely that somebody is going to engage with compelling video copy or in, in compelling video content instead of or over a blog post, then it's important to consider, you know, could, could I make video work for my business? And I think the same is true for podcasts. And I've been a fan of podcasts for a long time now. And so I've always uh, thought about starting one, finally made the leap, you know, and, and learned, you know, the technology kind of stuff that I have to, and then outsourcing the stuff that I don't want to do. Right. Which is something that I haven't gotten around to doing yet. Uh, well, that, it's, a little it's a little different because so for me, a lot of that comes naturally and that's kind of part of the fun of it for it's me. It's like writing for you, you right. know, it's writing, figuring out all the extra stuff is figuring out the tech and figuring out the editing and all those different types of things. That's actually the part that I enjoy almost as much as the actual like conversations sure. with people. But for you, that's obviously not necessarily in your wheelhouse of things to do. So mm -hmm. I was wondering that makes a whole lot of sense. Do you remember the first podcast that you ever like what? Was there a specific podcast that got you into listening to podcasts? Yeah, I mean, one of my, I mean, and it's still one of my favorite podcasts is uh, Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, I just think uh, digital marketing, uh, those kind of podcasts. Uh, but Pat Flynn's podcast, I, I listen to a lot. Um, the, my favorite podcast of all time 
and we've talked about this is how I built this uh, with mm-hmm. Guy Ross. Oh, on that's VR. a great, great podcast. Yeah. I just discovered that recently, like oh. within the last probably month. And I've probably already listened to like half of them, but it's so good. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and, and the podcast that I, I've started um, very much influenced by that podcast in, in particular. So, I mean, I think, I think all of that and, and just, it's such a great, I mean, it's just a different form of content, right? I mean, it's something that people can listen to while they're doing other things. Um, when you're reading a blog post, you have to be sitting there in front of a screen, engaged with a blog post. With a podcast like this, you know, if you're cleaning the house um, or if you're on a road trip or, you know, uh, raking leaves outside, you can throw on a podcast, listen to that while you work. You can listen to a podcast all day, every day. And I'm a testament to that because that's literally what I do from the time I wake up in the morning until pretty much the time, maybe not when I go to bed, but depending on what I'm doing, I can be listening to podcasts all day long. I have a waterproof speaker. Uh, so whenever <laughs> I take a shower, I just switch off from my AirPods onto my waterproof speaker. Uh, that puppy goes in the shower with me. I listen to podcasts in the shower. It's glorious. If you've ever tried that before, I highly suggest it. It is, it is really nice. Um, but yes, yeah, so I think in the world that we're living in, I think you're right. I think that attention is very valuable. And if someone opens up a, a blog post, no matter how interested they are in the topic and they look at it and it is multiple, multiple, multiple paragraphs, I know it's going to take them even 15 or 20 minutes to read, they just are instantly not interested. Or unless you, and even if they do start reading, if they're not completely hooked within the first paragraph or two, they're not going to stick around, right? It's very, it's just a much, everyone's attention is much more valuable these days for better or for worse, I guess. Uh, so that's, yeah, the nice thing about podcasts is, yeah, you can listen while you're making breakfast in the morning, while you're doing dishes, while you're on a run, while you're editing photos. Like there's so many ways you can listen to it and you can be multitasking. So for me, that's what I love about podcasts is that I feel like I'm learning, always learning something and I try and mix it up. So it's not always like education based or, you know, business based. I have a couple like just fun ones I like to listen to, but your podcast kind of falls more into the sort of like inspiration slash like business advice section, right? How would would you describe like the content of what it's going to, because you already have a good number of them recorded, right? So you have a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things getting into it. And, uh, um, I, I, I tried my hand at podcasting uh, way long ago. We had this, we had these high hopes of, of actually doing it every single day, you know, right, and, which and is a very episodes. ambitious oh, yeah, yeah. podcast Especially goal. at the time with everything yeah. that was going on and, and we were just so busy. So this time around, you know, much, I'm a couple years older now and, <laughs> much and older like and wiser, wiser yes. right? So we recorded a bunch of episodes in advance. So we had a, we have a solid 10, 10 episodes in the, in the pipeline, um, as we launch here, which gives us a, you know, a little bit of leeway. So we're not scrambling for content each, um, each week. And it, it means that we have more time to prepare for, for each interview as well. But we try to make them as practical as possible. But we do like to blend that with people's, with hearing people's stories. You know, one of the th- most interesting things to me about how I built this, right, is just the story of how somebody got started, the challenges that they had to overcome. And I think just there's so many lessons um, there's so many practical lessons from those antidotes. Um, so we try to start every podcast with learning a little bit at the person, talking about some of the challenges that they faced early on and how they over, overcame those challenges. But then also we, we, we start digging into a specific topic. So one of our first uh, episodes that we've released or we're going to release by the time this, um, this episode airs is Ashlyn Carter. And um, Ashton talks about how she got started. Very interesting story about how she got started in copywriting. But then she also digs into how to write high converting website copy for your own website. So it's kind of a combination of like the motivation of seeing like where these people started, how they, you know, how they got to where they are today, as well as some practical advice, like things that you can do, things you can learn from them to apply to your own business, to your own life. And because the, the podcast is called Brands That Book. Brands That Book. Right. And again, I mean, our, our focus, I think, and, and what we found is, is our bread and butter is helping those service based uh, creatives. And I think that there's so much great content out there for digital marketers. Like if you're a digital marketer and you want to learn, you know, e-commerce tactics, lead, you know, I, there's just so much out there from things like smart passive income, you know, and so on. Uh, if you want to learn digital marketing and there's definitely things you can take from digital marketing and apply it to your service-based business. But what we're really trying to do is be super focused on helping, you know, the person who has to go out and book clients, whether you're a photographer, videographer, planner, you know, florist, whatever it is. Right. And I think one of my favorite parts about um, how, how I built this and what it sounds like your podcast is me about, I actually haven't heard any of the episodes yet. So I'm just like everybody else. I'm super excited to hear it. I know that they're going to be great. But when I think 
I think when you look at somebody like Chipotle or like any of these big, big brands, right? As a solo entrepreneur, you're like, well, that's great. You know, like, but they probably had this whole idea from the very beginning that they're going to be this big, like national chain and like all this stuff. You kind of just assume that like, that's just a different level of business. That's a different level of entrepreneur. And I'm, that's just not who I am. That's not where I'm at. Or like, I could never do that. Like from starting from where I am, I could never get there. Uh, But then you hear these stories and you hear where they actually came from. And you're like, oh, wait, actually like this was just like a side like it started off as a side hustle. It started off as just like this side little side project. And now it's grown over time into these, you know, big, massive name brands that we know today. And I feel like that's true with a lot of people you've had on your podcast as well, is that everybody's story is different. Everybody starts from a different place, but very few people start off and are just like, I'm going to be incredibly successful. And, you know, everyone has an origin story. Oh, absolutely. And I think even for something like how I built this, like I said, I, you know, we're obviously small beans compared to the guy who started Chipotle or the guy who started Southwest Airlines. Right. But listening to their stories and some of the challenges they face early on, you know, you can still relate to a lot of those. But um, in creating this podcast, uh, we are trying to, again, be super focused on people who have built service-based businesses uh, and have been successful at that, talking about how they find their next client, talking about, you know, whatever their specialty is. For Ashlyn, it was writing a high converting web copy for Amy and Jordan Demos. It's talking about time management and how they're just super disciplined, uh, intentional people. So as far as starting the podcast goes, what were some of the technical things, some of the technical hurdles that you had to get over in order to get the podcast started? Because, well, how, okay, so how much you had done the podcast with Natalie. All of it right? was you'd technical, done the, the yes. art, You'd done the Rising Tide Society podcast prior. Did, were you involved in any of the like technical decisions for that? Or are you kind of just like showing up and talking into whatever they handed you? Or were no, you yeah, no, on no, no, any no. of the production of that at all? Well, yeah, well, I was doing all the production. Oh, you were? Okay, yeah. So you yeah. Had, that was kind of your first time dipping your toes into yeah, it. Yeah, and so I had a little bit of... Um, you know, I mean, that wasn't, it certainly wasn't professionally edited. You know, I was the one doing all the editing sure, and all that. And so this time around, I mean, one of the things is just uh, the second time around, being self-aware, realizing that a lot of the editing is just not life-giving for me. Sure. You know, very much. It's important much. to recognize, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, recognizing that that was one going to be one of the things that was going to really hold me up if I wanted to, you know, bite off this project. And fortunately, my sister uh, came along and um, we actually, we've, we've brought her on and um, we hired her and she's taking care of all the editing, all the post-processing, all of that stuff. And so I really don't have to deal with it or think of it. I just have to say pretty high level and say, okay, this is kind of the format I want. And, you know, and, and what's cool is there's so many resources out there. Uh, that can help you, you know, what, regardless of the project you're taking on, that can help you with that technical stuff. Uh, and for me, it was just realizing it was important for me to learn how to edit, uh, but I don't want to be editing every single episode. It's important to know yourself and what gives you life and what doesn't. And because a project like that, obviously, like there's there's just so much work from top to bottom and that you need to be able to focus on the things like really, like you said, to give you life and will help make the podcast really great and anything else that doesn't like so for me i love the editing like that's half the fun for me so i need to i want to do that yeah but for you that's not necessarily the case so i think that that's that's great the perfectionist problem you know where if i if i had to edit things yeah and that's what i love about writing you know my comfort zone is definitely writing because i I, you know i can proofread an article a billion times you know um just to make sure i sound okay you know it sounds intelligent right right whereas with when you're talking when you're on video when you're doing something like this you know it's it's hard to go back in a race right you know and with podcasting, what's interesting is that you only way to get better at it is to just keep doing it over and over and over again. So when you write an article, you can write it once and then you can re-edit it. And then you can, like you said, you can go back and have someone proofread it and you can have, make all these different revisions to it. And then what people see is this like final final polished product. With podcasting, you can't necessarily do that. You can rec- you don't want to record an episode six times over with the same person, right? You're like, ah, I, I was a little off on my question asking. I wasn't really yeah. as smooth as I wanted to be, so let's re-record it. Like, that's not really how it works, yeah, right? Yeah, you don't have it's, the hours. You kind of just start off that. and you just, you do it and you put it out there and the world sees it and it may not be perfect, but then the next time, you know, hopefully you're a little bit smoother, you're a little bit your enunciation is better, you know, whatever it might be, you kind of just slowly start to improve over time. Have you felt that because you're 10 episodes in, have you already seen a big difference between the first one and the, and the 10th one? Oh yeah, for sure. Just, I mean, I think a little bit nervous in the early ones, you you know, especially when you're bringing people on and they're, they're volunteering their time uh, to talk with you. I mean, and that's one of the beautiful things. I I mean, I really think when thinking about starting a podcast, one of the excuse, one of the great excuses is just that I get to have awesome people on the show. um, Yeah. Just love to have conversations with, right? So you want to make sure that you're respecting them, their time and, and really talking about, uh, important stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's like anything else. 
uh, you just, you just got to do it, you just know, and realize that yeah. you're going to get better. Right. Um, you gotta be okay with kind of the imperfections, I th- especially something like podcast or video though. I think people kind of expect that, you know, mm-hmm. like, like a webinar, for instance, um, people don't expect it to be super polished. And I think on, on some level, you know, as long as it's not complete, uh, it's not a jumbled mess. Um, people actually maybe relate to the, or, or enter into the conversation a little bit more. Um, when it's more conversational. Right. And I think there's a spectrum of podcasts. Obviously, there's so many different types. You listen to these, some of these NPR style podcasts that are very professionally edited, very heavily, almost scripted. You know, they, they record all the interviews and then they go back and they insert voiceovers. And even how I built this is sort of like that. You know, it's oh, very, sure. it's very tight. It's very well cut with music and all those different types of things. That's one like style and that's one type. But obviously that requires a lot. We listen to the, uh, to the credits at the end of any of those podcast episodes. It's 15 people yeah. who are working on it, right? It's not just one guy in his basement, you know, with a microphone. Yep. But then there's other podcasts like, like the Joe Rogan podcast, for example, which is extremely popular. And that's literally just Joe Rogan sitting in a room with a different person. He does it every day, which I think is very impressive. But he sits in a room with somebody and they just sit and talk about whatever they want to for like two hours, right? Yeah. So there's two, I mean, different, very different ends of the spectrum, sure. but there's still value to each thing depending on who you're trying to reach. So for you, obviously you're trying to reach small business owners, trying to reach people who are in these service-based businesses. And I think that having the people on that you've had and talking about things in the style that you are, I think there's gonna be a ton of value that's gonna be brought to people, which I think is really great. When it comes to getting people to come on your podcast, do you have any sort of tips? Like what have been some of your ways of inviting people to come on? How do you show, are you ha- are you like having to like present them with value or just sending them an email? What begging. is the, Begging. Begging. <laughs> paying <laughs> everybody off, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, I feel like I'm a broken record here because I, I talk about this all the time, but I mean, how, how important relationships are uh, in the industry and those things don't happen overnight. But I mean, a, a lot of people that are, have come on the um, show so far, the people that I've interviewed are people that I've met, you know, maybe years ago. And right. just over the past couple of years have developed a relationship with. So reaching out to them and asking if they want to come on uh, the show is just a very natural uh, ask. Right. But then also, I mean, you want to serve people well. I mean, each of the people that have come on the show have some incredible stuff going on, you know, and they're all right. very, you know, uber talented people. So just making sure that um, you serve them well and uh, and talk about kind of the stuff that they're uh, that's going on with them and, and that they're doing. Um, and again, that's that's one of the reasons why I want to start the podcast to begin with, because it's a excuse to get kind of a, um, you know, behind the scenes look at what's what's going on in their businesses. Yeah, and I, I think podcasting is so fun for me and mine is much less a business focused and it's a little bit less uh, streamlined in that way and that my, my podcast is a little bit more for fun. This is more just like general topics I'm interested in. So I feel like I have a little bit more uh, freedom to kind of go off the rails a little bit here and there and talk about little different things here and there. And I still try and have, you know, obviously like it ties tech line. So we have technology as sort of the underlying theme of what we're doing here. But at the same time, I think that there's so many other things that I'm interested in that we can kind of like delve into. Um, yours is a little bit more or more focused, but I think that being able to give people the ability to talk about things that they have going on, get their, you know, their voices heard. And I think that there's a, a lot to talk about the value of hearing somebody talk and the value of just like conversing with somebody for an hour. I feel like you can learn a lot more about them just from hearing their voice their inflection, their tone, all those different things that you get from a podcast that you can't get from an Instagram caption. You can't get from those types of things, which I mean, kind of goes hand in hand. I think why Instagram stories have been so popular these days. Yeah. I think, I think that's just the valuable aspect of showing up in multiple places, right? Is, you know, you can say something over and over and over again in writing or something over and over and over again on video, but sometimes it's, it's whatever the other medium is that somebody comes across that it, it, it strikes them, you know? So I could write 10 blog posts about an idea and then do one 15 second video. And maybe the video is what somebody connects with, you know, and then vice versa, you know, maybe it's the blog blog post for other people. So I think showing up in multiple places, um, with a consistent message just makes your, your brand story and your brand, uh, more consistent and cohesive. Yeah. So where do you see the podcast for you guys fitting into your overall your personal brand. Like it's obviously it's a podcast about brands, but as far as your own brand, however, do you see the podcast fitting in along with your blog posts? Cause the majority of your blog posts these days are very education based and they're kind of doing a lot of the similar types of things, right? Um, teaching people how to make brands that book, right? Just in kind of written form. So how do you see the podcast fitting into that whole content structure you guys are building? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just an extension of, of a lot of the content that we're already creating, you know, on our, on our blog, we're going to be talking about a lot of the, and our blog posts in the past have talked about a lot of the things that we're talking about on the podcast. Right. I mean, we write about 
how to solve booking problems. Uh, we talk about pricing. We talk about you know capturing leads, what to put on an about page and a contact page, and you know whatever page on your website. So we're going to be talking about a lot of those things on the podcast as well. Issues that somebody in a service-based business would, would come across. Um, those are things that we're going to be talking on the podcast and we're going to be talking on the vlog and we're going to be showing up on uh, social media with. So very much um, it's really an extension of the things that we're, we're already doing. So you mentioned the vlog. So you're also, along with the podcast, you're doing a YouTube channel for yep. that. Um, so talk a little bit about that decision because uh, that's something I kind of hemmed and hawed with when I was starting my podcast was like, do I want to film all these? Do I want to make a YouTube channel for it? Or do I want to just make it audio only? And I decided to just go the audio only route, mostly for a time thing, since mm-hmm. this is more of like a side project. But for you, obviously, it's a more integral part of your business and of your brand. So was that did that kind of lead into your decision to do the YouTube channel as well? Is that like an SEO decision? Like where did that sort of... I guess a multidimensional decision for sure. Actually, um, when I first approached you about the idea, right, I, I, I was thinking that it was just going to be um, part of a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we weren't even really planning on doing the, the the podcast part. I had this idea that it was going to be short interviews with people, uh, and I was actually going to go out to those people. Um, yes, you know, I whether remember, they're across now. the country yeah, yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. And we do a fair amount of traveling. You know, yeah, which is no, that's true. Um, you, know, you got the companion pass from Southwest. Yeah, so you might as well, right? right? Yeah. You know, but but here's the deal: is that life changed a little bit? You know, Chris is pregnant, so yes. we're not doing as much traveling this year. You know, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so. All of a sudden, I was thinking, oh, man, I'm going to have to do most of this stuff online. So if I'm asking somebody to take the time to chat with me, right, they're going to probably do the same amount of preparation about whether it's a 15-minute conversation that's super focused or an hour conversation um, about various things, right? So I was thinking, you know what? I might as well make it a a little bit of a longer, more in-depth conversation since these people are already taking the time to to meet with me. Uh, And you know what? I'm going to publish it on both iTunes as just audio only, but then I'm also going to uh, publish the the video portion on YouTube. And to me, we did that for a few reasons, but you know, people show up in different places, right? I mean, I, I, I hate the iTunes app, you know, like the, the podcast stuff going on yeah, there and subscribing, it's, it's you know, yeah. whereas Chris, it doesn't mind as much. Um, Spotify is a lot easier for me. And then YouTube, just pulling up something on YouTube, if it's, if it's, audio based, you know, so for, for these interviews, you could pull them up on YouTube. You don't have to watch the hour long video or 45 minutes or whatever, however long the interview is, you can just keep it playing in the background as you do your work. Yeah. The interesting thing about podcasting that I've been discovering in my month long podcasting journey, uh, compared to YouTube. So our YouTube channel, we started a little over a year ago. Um, and it's been going pretty well. We've grown, we're almost at 6,000 subscribers now, which is, I mean, not great if you look at like the Casey Neistat's of the world, but for what we're doing and how much work, work we're putting into it. I think it's it, super impressive. It's super great. So yeah. the podcasting or the YouTube thing has been a very interesting, because I've actually twice as many subscribers on YouTube than I have Instagram followers. And I've been doing Instagram for I don't know how long. And I feel like, you know, Instagram is kind of like where it's at. Uh, so, but the thing with podcasting that's super interesting is that there's no discoverability whatsoever, right? Unless somebody's aware of the name of your podcast and they literally go into iTunes and they search whatever it's called, even sometimes then they're not going to find it, right? I mean, yeah. It's just like, there's no great way to find podcasts. But that's the nice thing about YouTube is that, you know, YouTube is the number two search engine in the world behind Google. Owned by Google. Owned by Google, right? <laughs> so you're getting all of the advantages of Google. And I was looking at my analytics for my YouTube channel just the other day, and like 65% of my views come from YouTube suggesting my video to random people, right? Yeah. A very, very few of my actual views come from subscribers, right? So the reach opportunity from YouTube is humongous. Whereas for podcasts, it's so, so limiting. I think that's one of the hardest things about a a podcast is that growing it is very, very slow and relies very heavily on your other social media platforms that are already built up. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's an important thing to realize as you're getting into any sort of marketing channel. And so that certainly played a role into why we decided to publish a YouTube as well. And we're going to show up in YouTube uh, in other ways too, just with more tutorials and things like that, because we do a lot of uh, relatively technical things and because design is better shown than told right. for no, sure true. you know that's very true it's much easier for Chris to get on on and make a you know three to five minute video about you know sharing some design screen, element showing yeah. showing actual InDesign stuff as yep. opposed to a bunch of screenshots in a blog post videos show up in in Google search results you know so right. um, it's it's uh, more likely that or you're increasing your visibility online by right. doing that. So even just before we got on here, we were at lunch, and we were talking about ways to take your content and make it spread it even further, which mm-hmm. I think is one of the most crucial things that you can do. If you're going to spend your time making any piece of content, I think that's really important to be able to take that and make it work for you as much as possible, right? So what are some ways that you guys do that 
not only for the podcast, but just across all the content you guys create, what are some things that you're doing to spread that out across multiple platforms? Are you going to be writing blog posts for all of your podcast episodes and vice versa? Like what are some ways you're kind of like cross pollinating using the same content? Uh, that's something I'm a big believer in is I think if you're making compelling, valuable copy that it's probably taking you hours to create it, you know, um, just because good stuff takes time to create, right? So you want to make that go as far as possible. And so even when we weren't doing as much video in the way of YouTube or this podcast on iTunes, um, if we had a lead magnet, right? Uh, after a while, you know, uh, as anything does, you have to either update the lead magnet or uh, the content isn't as novel as it once was. So we'll take parts of that lead magnet and turn it into different blog posts. So a series of blog posts essentially have come from that one lead magnet or vice versa, write one blog post and it's really popular. And so we want to write, write um, complimentary blog posts to that. We might take it all, collect it all and put it into a lead magnet. Same thing with, uh, with social media, you know, that, that blog post that you wrote on why every bride should take uh, an engagement session, that kind of content is just as valuable today as it was three months ago or six months ago. Right. And I think people fall into that trap of they write, they spend all this time writing a blog post or creating a lead magnet or whatever it is that they're, that they're doing. And then they share about it once. Right. You know, you're like, Oh, well, I can't write that again. Or I can't post about that again. Cause I already wrote that blog post four years ago or oh, whatever, yeah. you know, and, and it's buried and deep. You're in kind your of thinking somewhere. in your, your, your head, like, Oh, everybody's watching and everybody saw it the first time. Or so-and-so across the street, photographer X, also wrote a blog post last year about yeah. the importance of engagement session. So I can't, I could never write it because everyone will know that it's the same, right? Even though yeah. I mean, there might, there's yeah. probably going to be similar stuff in it, but as long as it, you have your own take on it, you know, yeah, it's like in don't your copy own and words, paste, obviously. Yeah, but like, sure. yeah, but, but it, the fact that yeah, you have to have those things and it's important to have those things for your brides and your audience. And I think it's in our world, we're in this creative world where everybody on our feed, we're inundated with blog posts constantly and all these things all within the same industry. We see it all, but our people who are following us, yeah. we're the only ones posting that to them. You know, we might be the only photographer that they follow. So and to us, we're like, oh, everybody's already posted about that. So I can't. And if you're sitting around waiting for like an original topic to, yeah. to blog on or create content around or to vlog on whatever it is, uh, you're going to be sitting there for a very, very long time, yes. you know? But yeah, I mean, one of the most appealing things with uh, the podcast and with the vlog is, um, you know, being able to, to go on to an interview, talk about a subject, and then also maybe write a corresponding uh, blog post piece about it. And then you have kind of like um, this core content that you're releasing, you know, week in, week out. And then the other thing too is that, like I said, we got a lot of great people coming on the show. And so they drop some some serious stuff, you know, throughout the show. And so you can take, you know, we're going to take some of those clips and we're going to create content around maybe a minute 30. Micro, micro content, yeah, as, my, it is, you know, as content. it is called. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, around just those, around just those clips, because those ideas can be, you know, expanded upon and elaborated upon. So, you know, I mean, anybody out there who's creating content, I mean, I think that's why people burn themselves out on content is because they, they, they've done it once. They realize how much work goes into it. And then they share it just once. Right. And you're not going to get that, a ton of return on, unless it goes viral off the very first thing, you know, right. you're going to think, oh man, well, I wrote this, I spent six hours on this blog post, 50 people read it. That's not really worth it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. 50 people read it because you shared it once. Yeah. And especially for, you got to think about your medium too, because for podcasting, like, because it's all obviously audio, Google's not able to look at any of that. So you could be talking about the most keyword rich conversation in the world, sure. but Google can't read that yet, which I'm sure. But that's why you transcribe. Right. So we're talking about transcribing. So talk about that for just a second. What is your sort of thought process on that? And what is the like strategy behind that? So basically you're like, you're going to, there's websites that can listen to your podcast and send you the words typed out, which I think would actually yeah, be the very robots. The robots are taking I think over. that'd be terrifying. I don't know if I want my podcast all transcribed <laughs> no, back to me. That's the way we're heading. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, there's software out there that you upload your audio clip and then they shoot shoot out a written transcript. It's not perfect, but it's it's pretty good. Right. Uh, and then you can go and edit the parts. And there's also ones out there that do it both ways. You know, they have they run it through a software and then a person goes through and looks at it and, and make sure it's make sure it's accurate. And then you do what with it? You take it and you just put it in the uh, in the description on iTunes. You're putting it on your blog. You're putting it in a 
email? Like, what are you going to do with those? Yeah. I mean, words? anywhere, I, I think in iTunes, the, um, it probably couldn't fit in the description. Right. Maybe it can. I, I, I don't know, but, uh, in YouTube, it definitely can. Um, oh, yeah. and then on, on, on our blog in the show notes, it definitely can as well. And I think it's important for a number of reasons. One, I think if you're going to do a podcast and vlog and you're spending the time on those conversations, if you can find a way to transcribe it, you know, that you shouldn't let this hold you up from doing the podcast, you know, right, of course, uh, yeah. and you're not, you're not transcribing your stuff no, right I'm now. Not. And yeah. So, yeah. And, and people still love the podcast, right? Sure. So you don't have to transcribe it right, for right, people right. to love the podcast, but from a search engine perspective, right? It makes like, sense. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it, it just increases another way to increase your visibility, another way to make things a little bit more accessible to maybe people who are hearing impaired or people who are looking for a quick answer about something. So they maybe come across your interview and just want to scan the interview. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's, I think that that's one of the most important things that people can do. And I think that people look at all these different platforms as independent projects for whatever reason to like, well, I can't start a, if I do a podcast, then my blog is going to suffer. Or, you know, I'm really trying to build my email list so I can't start a podcast or whatever, you know, all, but all these things can really work within each other. And they almost kind of have to, if you really want your podcast to grow and be successful, you kind of really need to utilize, especially at the beginning, utilize all of your other platforms to kind of help spur on the podcast. So are you going to make like a separate Instagram for the no. podcast or anything like that? You're just going to post about it through Davey and Krista, send out some email blasts. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think things. what you, what you just brought up is a, is a good point that, that we can talk about, which is, you know, something like something, a, a platform becomes popular, right? And people kind of know they have to get on it for some reason and they do. And then it's just kind of out there and it, it's not exactly clear why, how it's connected to kind of everything else that they do, mm -hmm. right? So in thinking about this this podcast and uh, and vlog, we wanted, I mean, it's an extension of our brand. So we don't see any, it, it has its own name, right? right. But um, it's very much related to the things that we're already doing. So we didn't see a, a reason to come Separate up with a new out. Instagram Fully or a new yeah. Facebook page for it or anything like that. Sure. We might be launching a Facebook group that goes along with it. But again, uh, it would be an extension of our uh, already existing Facebook page, right? right? I think anytime that you're, you're thinking about taking something else, you know, taking something else on, you should have a plan for it, right? Otherwise you're going to find that you're, you're just going to burn on it. You know, if, if, if somebody came to you and said, Hey, you have to be podcasting, you know, and all of a sudden you feel this pressure on like, well, you know, you don't have to be podcasting, right, right, you know, right. it's just like, you don't have to do SEO. You don't have to do Instagram. Right. I mean, but. yeah, exactly. So you want to, you want to learn those things. You want to be aware of them, right? If you get on it and you, you have no idea really what you're doing or why you're doing it, you're probably just going to burn yourself out on it. Right. You need to have a plan. You yeah. need to have a strategy. And that's something that I think that you're doing really well is by, you know, you've got, you've got your 10 lined up. You have a strategy, how it's going to fit within the rest of your brand. You have a strategy for how you want to sort of help this thing grow and, you know, what you're going to put behind it and all those different things. And it's, I mean, it's been a slow process too. It's, you didn't just decide, you know, last week, like, Hey, I'm going to do this podcast. And then today you're launching it. Right. Yeah. I mean, this has started, like I said, all the way back in January. So well, it really, even before that, right. Like I, right, I, think yeah, I no, that's texted true. you probably in October or November of, <laughs> no, of yeah, last that's year. True. Yeah. And then said, I, you know, I want to do this. And I want to kind of move towards that. And it's just a matter of taking small steps each day. Right. Which I think is important for people to hear. Cause I think that people see all these people popping off podcasts and like, oh my gosh, everyone is just like doing it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Like, I'm just going to go, what do I need? Like, I'm just going to go start. But really, I mean, understand that there's a lot more like legwork behind the scenes that goes into all these things before they just appear in your iTunes feed. For us, this is something we want to commit to and see how it goes. You know, we have a, a, a time frame and basically saying, hey, can we make this work within this time frame? And if we can't, then we're going to reevaluate. Right. And, th and that's the thing is that this whole thing's a learning process. So anything I'm saying about podcasting, it's certain, I mean, ha half of it or more than half of it, I've probably learned from you <laughs> on the technical side of things. Right. Right? And I'm figuring out too as we go along. Yeah. But that's the thing is that like you've got to just be willing to get out there. Like the information's out there. If you're willing to look for yep. it, finding somebody who can help you with it, potentially mm -hmm. who may understand it or may desire to understand it more, which is kind of my thing. It's not that I'm any more capable of figuring this out than you are. I just care about sure. those things more than you do, uh, it, which you know a lot more SEO than I do. Like it's just, we all have our different strengths and weaknesses, but so it's, it's a combination of like, you want to have a plan, but at the same time, you kind of just got to go for it, right? Yeah. You kind of just got to accept it. it's not going to be perfect and I'm just going to do it. Um, did you ever get into Anchor when Anchor kind of like blew up? No, I mean, see, this is the thing. Whenever I see something go viral like that and Vero was the most recent social media platform to be the quote Instagram killer. Yeah, for right? like 36 <laughs> for, hours. For, yeah, maybe Not 36 even. hours. It didn't even work for probably 90% of the people who went on there to, to oh give it a gosh. shot. Anything, Anytime something comes like that, I'm going to create an account. And right. not, not, um, did you create any content on 
Anchor? No, uh, on Anchor, I did not. It was more, I, I didn't buy it. I, like, you know. So Anchor, Vero, in case anybody missed that, like, like splash in the pan what Anchor was. Right? Yeah, it was basically like, you could create micro podcasts, like five minute long podcasts from your phone. So essentially just like hold your phone up to your ear, talk into it, say mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, and then it you know puts it out onto your onto your feed and you can string a couple of those together and basically make like a make a podcast without any of the podcast equipment or without having to edit or upload or whatever you just like talk into your phone and upload it and it got really really popular for probably like two or three weeks yeah maybe, maybe a little longer and I, I mean they've been updating it i just i opened it the other day for the first time in forever um but i got on there and that was kind of the first time i was like hmm, maybe i am actually interested in this podcasting thing uh, because I got on there and I made a bunch of stuff and I was like super into it and I, but then I wanted, but I wanted to go beyond that. So I, I like recorded it on the computer, uploaded it to the website, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of having anchor. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like doing the whole thing. And that's when I was kind of realized I was like, I actually just want to make a real like legit podcast and not use this anchor thing. But I think that that is definitely kind of like the direction that everything is going. And right now we just discussed a lot of like the issues sort of with podcasting as far as like discoverability and Mm -hmm. things like that. But I think that with the rise of things like Google home and Alexa and the Apple air, the home pod, the home pod, the The super expensive speaker. I want the home pod pod to be good, but it's, it's not quite there yet. I think that with the rise of all those things, like if you ask like Gary Vee, right, he's saying like the voice is where everything is going. And I think eventually that and like podcasting are kind of like intersect and there's going to be some sort of like a social revolution in podcasting it makes it more like discoverable do you sort of do you have any like thoughts or visions or like any predictions for the future of podcasting or where you kind of think things are going to go or what would need to change in pos- podcasting to yeah. make it because I don't, I still I don't, don't think it's I really mainstream I, I I still don't so um you know it's funny because I've, I've talked to a couple of people with that on um that I've, that I've interviewed, some of them have podcasts themselves, um, and but a couple of them have been like, yeah, I feel like podcasts are everywhere now, and I don't feel that way, you know, especially um, within the creative industry. There are tons of them, for sure, yeah. but I don't feel like they're everywhere or nearly as ubiquitous as uh, blogs are, and to me, I, I don't know, you know, when, when I'm thinking about the future of podcasting, I definitely think it's going to become more popular and continue to become more popular um, because it's just easier and easier for people to create stuff. Like, the technology is not nearly as much of a barrier to entry as right. it was 10 years ago. But there's still a lot you yeah. got to figure out. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm a testament to that, yeah. you know, with the amount of times I've called you with questions. Ties tech line. Yeah. That's and right. your service. Yeah. You know, but then you also have to think about channels, right? You know, like for a service-based business, for something like a photographer, especially, or a videographer, or even a florist, there's a visual element to those brands that voice just can't, no, it, it can't fill that gap, right? right. I mean, like, oh, yeah. If you're hiring a photographer, you know, the chances of you hiring a photographer because that photographer has a podcast, you know, that right, you really yeah, like not, is yeah. probably slim. Now, don't get me wrong. I think, I think a photographer could come up with a podcast that's super interesting. For brides, yeah. For brides. Potentially. But. You know, the turn, you know, it's a, a shorter time to nurture those brides, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's from the time they can engage until the time they hire a photographer, which is generally a matter of a couple months, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and people aren't necessarily interested in wedding stuff until they are ready to get married. Right, yeah. No, that's true. You know, but I just don't see, I don't see that becoming super mainstream for a, like for a photographer or for a videographer or for a planner or a florist, you know, whereas you have something like Insta stories, you know, like the short form video mm-hmm. where, you know, it's kind of the best of both worlds. I mean, video is right. You get the audio, you get, you get to also show off your work at the same time. Right. And the thing with video is that you're at the mercy of well, all these things really you're at the mercy of the algorithms, right? So it's kind of what other algorithm, algorithms are favoring, which is why video is so popular on Facebook right now. It's not necessarily because people care about Facebook, care about Facebook video. It's because Facebook cares, cares about, about Facebook, Facebook video, video, right? Yeah, so they're, yeah, yeah. they're serving it up like crazy. But yeah, I mean, so what is, what, I mean, what do you think is the ROI of a podcast? Cause I feel like, again, there's so many people starting podcasts. Maybe that's just in our world, but I mean, it's true. In 2018, more people have been starting podcasts than I've probably ever seen before. Like, sure. no, like quote unquote, normal people. Yeah. Um, but what do you think, I mean, for just like the average 
person out there who may be considering a podcast, should you be like necessarily going into it with a specific, like I'm using ROI for because I don't have a better term, but like, is there a specific ROI you can, you think there should be in mind? Is it just kind of like a slow thing that you kind of want to just like invest in now? Cause you know, it's going to be important in the future or like, what do you, I don't, what do you kind of see that for your podcast? Yeah. I mean, I think everything that you mentioned is, um, one of those things that you should think about, you know, one, I mean, is it going to be something that you're going to enjoy? Like I think podcasting, um, I think audio video stuff, maybe you don't enjoy it. Maybe, maybe writing is your bread and butter and that's what you want to stick to. And I don't think blogging is going away. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there saying blogging is dying. I just don't, I just don't think that's the case. Right. Um, but I think again, it's, um, searcher intent, you know, so like Mm -hmm. I could write a blog post about a a specific, uh, concept behind design, but it's probably more compelling and it's probably going to answer somebody's question more satisfactory. Uh, it's going to answer somebody's question. Um, it's going to answer their question, um, more thoroughly than them just scanning through a blog post, right? right. If I do it on video. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, w- I mean, the first question I'd ask is one, can I serve my audience well by doing it? Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think for what we're doing, uh, that, you know, via video and, and audio that, you know, we can check that box. Then the next thing is, you know, I, I definitely look at things in terms of return on investment. So ROI, you know, um, if, <laughs> you know, like I, I think most of what you do, you know, should you should think about the return on investment in it because, you know, when you spend your time on one thing, you're taking your time away from something, something else. else. Yeah. So that definitely goes into it as well. And so again, if you're a, if you're a wedding photographer and you're thinking about starting a podcast, think about, am I going to book any uh, clients this way? Am I going to, or is it going to indirectly affect something that would cause me to book more clients? Right. You know, And uh, I don't have an answer to that. My gut feeling would be no, right? So there's probably other things that you can be doing uh, that would be, you know, a, your time better spent, right? right? So... Yeah. I mean, I think those are the things, um, for me it was, uh, I think I, looking at all of those things, looking at whether I would enjoy it, you know? And again, I hope it's one of those things where I like throwing on something to listen to while I work. Mm-hmm. I might not hear every word the people that people are speaking, you know, but it's nice, you know, I'll pick up stuff here and there, um, throughout it. So we're going to give it a shot. We're going to yeah. see. I think that there is a depth to podcast loyalty that it goes kind of beyond anything else. Because if you listen to any sort of podcast for any extended amount of time, you start to really feel like you know that person. Like you yeah. know a lot about them, you know how, you know, just through conversations, you just find out about their lives. And if you listen to a podcast for, again, any extended amount of time, you're going to really know that person. So you get this really deep, like intimate relationship with somebody. And the fact that they're like, they're right in your ear. It's just very, like you're listening in on, oh, but seems like, you know, like private conversations almost like it's, it's just sort of very different thing. The breadth of that, right? You know, your your total reach with the podcast may not be as great, but the depth of people who do listen are going to be really engaged with who you are and feel like they get to know you and all those different things on a whole different level. Whereas for YouTube, which is kind of like the opposite, right? Your reach is uh, like is humongous. Or there's mm. so many different people who are going to come and watch, but you've got to have it's a completely different style of content. So you're looking at shorter t- shorter types of content where they're not really engaging with you as much. It's more about the content that you're putting out there, those types of things. So I think that yeah, if someone if you're out there and you're considering starting a podcast for whatever reason, the ROI for that may not is probably not going to be m- money. Like mm. monetarily, podcasts like the odds of you make, making oh, a ton sure, of money sure. on your podcast like, are pretty slim. Like me, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. most people. Like there's obviously like an upper tier of people like the Tim Ferriss of the world who are making a ton of money off the oh, podcast. Off sponsorships though. Through sponsorships and yeah. stuff, right. But Which I is the only really way to make money off of And podcast. top of funnel though, you know. So, right, so uh, you got to think of it in your overall content structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, maybe, and, and so now that I'm thinking about it more, maybe a photographer who's putting a lot of great audio content out there about planning your wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe a bride does come across that. I, I don't know, right? Right, so, right, right. You know, that's that that would be interesting to explore. But I think t- a podcast top of funnel, right? Generating leads, that sort of thing, just as a blog does, right? Is is a great uh, is you know could be time well spent. But again, I think it depends on your audience. Right, and the ROI doesn't again the ROI doesn't necessarily always have to be clicks or downloads or whatever. Like for me, the ROI for this podcast is sanity. Right, it gives me something <laughs> to do because I feel like I was I was getting to a point where I feel like everything I was doing was video editing, either editing YouTube videos or editing weddings or talking about weddings or talking about business or whatever. And it's just really easy to kind of get stuck and sort of burned out on this rut, mm-hmm. having this like desire to create things creatively, but not really having an outlet for that anymore because all the creative outlets that you may have had in the past are now your job, right? So sometimes you just don't want to do more 
of sure. your job for fun, right? So for me, the podcast, the ROI is sanity to a certain extent, like being able to do something, create something, have these conversations, kind of work my brain in a different way, think about something, feel successful and just even just like putting out an episode, you're like, I've accomplished something that's a little bit different than what I normally do. But at the same time, like developing skills and for me, audio editing, I've learned so much about audio, interviewing skills, conversation skills, and just the ability to sit down and have a conversation with somebody, which sadly is actually sort of a skill that we're almost losing <laughs> in our day-to-day, -day, like with texts and emails and all that sort of stuff. I would also interject to say though, for you specifically, I mean, obviously you guys are talented videographers and have built a, uh, a great successful videography business, but Something, and I think people realize this on some level, or at least some people do. Um, you know, we do Caitlin and Michael, you know, Caitlin James and, and her husband Michael and uh, Buddy, you know, all of us, we always come to you for with our tech questions, right? You know, no, and I think on some level, I mean, otherwise you wouldn't have started this podcast, right? Yeah. Where you enjoy answering questions, oh, 100%. yeah, yeah 100%, tech questions, yeah. and talking about that kind of stuff. And so, you know, this is the perfect outlet for you. And I think this is a great way for you to explore just that side of things. Um, because you already help so many people with those kinds of uh, questions. So it's not completely out of left field for you. And it's not, I don't think it's necessarily just a hobby, you know? Well, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it, it doesn't necessarily align with our business necessarily you're, you're with like the, the Harrington's brand. photo and video. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily align with that, but it is a part of like me as like a brand booster, right? Like that's something people just know about me innately is like, oh, that's Tyler. It like, could Kyle be loves the cornerstone. Right. It could be the cornerstone of a future more fleshed out brand, right. you know, something that, um, I mean, because you have unique branding for, and by unique branding, I mean branding that's not associated with the Harringtons mm -hmm. for Ty's Tech Line, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think this is a great example. Uh, you know, I think you're a great example for anybody who's listening out there of just going out. Uh, you know, this would be what I call would be, a, or not just what I call. I didn't come up with this phrase. <laughs> uh, Tell me more, dude. Tell me more about your idea, product, your original you know, idea. A minimally viable, uh, minimally viable product, you know, where right. you're going, I mean, this is, you know, uh, it does take time for you to do, yeah, but definitely. not so overwhelming that everything else is, that everything else in your life is suffering, right? right? And uh, people are enjoying it and people are giving you feedback and it will continue to grow, right? So I think this is a great example for anybody who wants to start something, looking at what you're doing and saying, okay, how can I go out there with kind of the fewest resources possible and make this work? And then, you know, you grow just based on feedback and based on getting better at every single episode, you know, uh, and seeing where it goes. And so that's, I mean, that's what I say. So if you're out there and you're considering starting a podcast, think, consider all that we've discussed, right? Think about that. And again, it doesn't always have to have to align perfectly within your, your business structure or whatever. If you're really into knitting and you want to make a podcast all about knitting and then you're just <laughs> like, that's something you'd enjoy. It would be sitting down with people who enjoy knitting and having conversations. That's great. Like go for it. Like if that's something that you think would bring joy to your life and whatever, I think we get so stuck in our lives thinking everything has to be a business strategy and this, that, or the other. And sometimes it can just be fun. So, um, but with that said, I will say if you're out there listening to this podcast and you have something you'd love to talk to me about, um, and you have, or you have a technical question about something you've been wondering, something technically that bothers you, whether that be with an Apple product or just something in general that you think would be interesting to talk about, I'd love to hear about it. So if you want to go over to Instagram, I'm at Tyler Harrington. You can send me a message. Um, you can find us on our website, theherrington's.com. Shoot us an email through there. I'd love to hear from you. I want to have any, literally anybody can be on the podcast. Like <laughs> people uh, uh, send me messages on Instagram, like, oh, what's the like criteria for being on the podcast? And I'm like, literally being a human and existing in a world of technology. And like, you could be on the podcast. So if you have an idea, if you have something that you think would be interesting, a topic that you find compelling, shoot me an email. Or if you go to my Instagram, there's actually a form you can fill out if you wanted to do that too. Um, I'd love to have you on the podcast. So I just want this to be for me personally, as loosey goosey as possible. But for you, Davey, tell the people where they can find you, where they can find Krista, where they can find your podcast, all that stuff. Where can they go to find all your stuff? Yeah, sweet. So if you're not uh, familiar with us uh, at all, you can come and find us at DaveyandKrista.com. Um, you can also find us at Davey and Krista on Instagram and Facebook. And then Krista and I also have our own personal Instagrams at Krista Jones and at Davey T. Jonesy. If you are familiar with us, then you're probably familiar with those things. But if you go back to our website, if you haven't been back to our website for a while, it does look a little bit different. Yes. Brand new website coming. Uh, as of the, uh, by the time you hear this, the new website, website will, will be launch. up and yep. live. Yeah. And I think it just captured, it captures better what we do, yeah. you know, help really helping service-based uh, creative businesses. And then also uh, the podcast 
podcast so you can find the podcast and all of that stuff if you go to the website you'll be able to find it but Links we're on everything. itunes youtube hopefully one day spotify Spotify coming soon yeah yeah if they, you know we're working on it people we're working their, on it their okay. process is a little bit more time you know consuming it's not as easy to get on spotify as you might think but we're both we're both working on it both of our podcasts should be on spotify soon um but yeah so awesome so thanks davy this has been a great conversation i'm excited for the podcast to go live i'm excited for the world to hear about it and davy will probably end up being a regular on the show so this isn't the first or last time you're going to be hearing trying to to get him doing every friday episode yeah so and i'll probably be on davy's podcast as well you will be i will definitely be on davy's podcast so in early may we'll have an episode and it will be we'll have a more than a month of um podcasting under a belt yep uh well i mean you already do but i will and um we're gonna we're gonna do a post-mortem on yes. the project kind of see what's worked what hasn't you know kind of uh, give behind the scenes of how we got started so all of that to come yeah so go on over to check that out it's gonna be awesome so cool thanks david this has been great yep thanks man all right, there you guys have it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Davey. Big thanks to David for being on the podcast. Like I mentioned, go over, find his podcast. You can search for it on iTunes, Brains That Book, or there will be a link to it in the show notes down below. And also go check out Davey and Krista over at DaveyandKrista.com if you haven't already. And like Davey mentioned, I am going to be a uh, guest on his podcast in the near future, and I'm sure we'll have Davey back on at some point as well. Thank you all for listening so much. As always, if you have any feedback on the show, I'd love to hear from you. So go over and find me on Instagram at Tyler Harrington or over on Twitter. I'm not as active on Twitter, but you can come find me over there and send me a message that way. I'd love to hear what you guys thought about this episode. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, I'm always looking for more episodes, ideas. And I've had a bunch of you guys reach out to me about being on the podcast. So thank you so much for that. I have, uh, Ash and I have actually been on vacation in Hawaii. So I am getting around to responding to those. If you responded and said you want to be on the podcast, don't worry, I'm going to reaching out to you. I've got a bunch of interviews lined up this week. I'm really, really excited where the podcast is headed and all of you guys' excitement about it. So thank you all so much. Thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you next week.